the uh, the impetus of this uh, the shear is um, I don't want to call it a shear, a learning together um, is uh, Hirsch has been ever since. I don't even think it's before I came here. He was even like nudging me, like, <laughs> "Can we learn Nefesh Echayim?" It was a condition. Um, <laughs> it was. <laughs> oh, that changes the whole flavor of this thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I didn't have the power to do that. <laughs> uh, so, um, okay. So Nefesh Echayim is a very, very. Th- there's a there's a part of Nefesh Echayim that is much more well uh, traveled. Uh, people, people learn the fourth shar, which is all about Torah. It is more um, accessible. That's the one part we haven't learned. <laughs> right, yeah. That's the one part we haven't oh, learned. Oh, that's like, <laughs> that's, that's kind of smooth. <laughs> that's, that's more accessible. Um, in the beginning, it, so, so the Nefesh Chaim, this is written by Rav Chaim Velazhin, who was the Talmud Muvak, the primary Talmud, the primary student of the Vilna Goin. And it is a sefer that is uh, steeped in Kabbalah. It is uh, unapologetically uh, all over the Zohar, etc. And th- it's said, and I, I, don't, I, I haven't you know, checked for verification of this, that it was a response to the Vilna Gaon famously uh, went to battle with the emerging world of Hasidus that was very focused in on the, you know, the, the more, I mean, we call it Kabbalah, but it's, it's really, you know, not, I, don't, I don't know the right word for it, but it's the, the more esoteric, deep, uh, lofty, and what some would say, it's things that maybe at times make people feel good, but they don't really know what they're talking about. So what are you doing already, right? And that was kind of like the um, part of the battle um, that was going on. And it's written in a way that he makes it very clear that he's not rejecting anything or saying that something is not supposed to be the focus because he doesn't know it. Uh, he's got it. And it's very clear in the Sefer. And in it, he is... Um, showing us and teaching us the, I guess you could call it, in some ways, basic hashkafa, basic Jewish outlook and thought and understanding of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. There's not... Uh, simple and simplistic are, are, not, are, are not to be confused over here. When we talk about basic, there's nothing really basic about what he's talking about other than the fact that these are the it's the ABCs of something that is super important and super deep. So it's ABC, but not in a way that we teach it to kids in kindergarten, I guess is the way to say it. Okay, so let's start from the beginning, see what he's got to say. Okay, so, so he starts from the beginning. So uh, Hashem created a human bitsalmo. This is one of the most Difficult psukim to understand. B'tselem elokim bara also. In the form of Hashem, he created him. V'chein ksiv, and it says also, ki b'tselem elokim asas adam, Hashem made a person in the tselem of Hashem, in the form of Hashem. Hine, omek penimios inyan hatselem, hu medvarim haomdim berumo shal olam. 
the depth of what it really means when we talk about the Tzalem Elohim and, and the human being somehow being in the image of Hashem. Remember, Hashem is, has no form. It is usher to, to attribute any kind of form to him. And yet we're being told at the very beginning of the Chumash that there's a formless Hashem and we're in, its form, we're in his form. So good luck with that, right? It's like, <laughs> like what does that mean? So, so, so it's something that is like of such importance, like this, this is like, this is it. This is our understanding of Hashem and of humans and of ourselves and of our mission in this world. And it's yet so murky. And it includes uh, most of, the, of, of the, the contradictory inner workings of the Zohar. However, here we're going to talk about the, the, the term Tselem. In the, the way of the, uh, the early simple people, again, simple and simplistic, not to be confused, but the ones who wanted to take this simply. On the Pasuk of, let's make man in our Tselem, like our Demus, in our form. The, the idea of a Tselem and a Demus over here, of a form and an image, it's not what it sounds like. Because it says, What kind of Demus are you going to give him? Like, it just means that there is a point of comparison. That there's a point of comparison through which we can begin to understand something that is beyond. Um, Hashem says that I was like some sort of um, bird that, that is in the, that's in the deserts. It's not talking about anybody growing a beak and wings. It's not a, a, nothing cha- no one changed into a ka'as. It's just a, a way of saying that someone is wandering all over the place. Just like this ka'as in the desert. It's a bird that just like, you know, bops around from place to place. So that's what, how we're supposed to take Tselem and Demos. So this is like the same idea as Tselem. So the first thing we're being told over here is that, okay, so there's this Demos of Hashem, there's this Tselem, there's this form, there's this image, and this is supposed to uh, kind of give us a, a window into understanding Hashem slash ourselves. Uh, now, don't think, of course, that there's any kind of real form, but at the same time, there is a format that's laid out and that we are it that allows us to have an understanding of a great many things. W- one thing that's very clear is that, and uh, I guess the doctors in the room can uh, can can. Um, get involved in this more than others is that the, the more a person w- understands 
the human and, and really like the human being slash human body, the more of a tfisa, the more of an understanding they're going to be able to have into the universe and ultimately into uh, what HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants us to know of him and of the universe. That this, this idea that there is a connection of us to, to him and to the rest of the world, there is a, there, there's a, there, there's a template that is, that's kind of being used that, that kind of moves throughout everything. It's not, um, it's not coincidental that we have, uh, you know, 365 mitzvahs essay, positive mitzvahs, 248 things we're not allowed to do, okay? Um, hey, happens to be that those correspond to the limbs and sinews of the body. The way the Torah counts them is that there are 365 limbs and 248 sinews of the body. And we're told, so what, is that, what does that tell us? So that tells us that everything that we do, every mitzvah that we have and every, and every avera that we have to avoid, they are ways of a human being being able to build themselves in different ways. And the idea that they correspond to the different limbs and parts of ourselves means that they each accomplish something a little bit different within, within, within ourselves, within our spiritual selves. But the correspondence, the fact that we have a lave, we have a heart. So we know what our heart does for us physically. But, and, and when we talk about the lave of a human being in the spiritual sense, it also is something that pumps life to the entirety of, of, of the being. Uh, the Rosh, the head, is the place where it's, where it's where we have thought and it's where, but it also, in the spiritual realm, is something that, that, that plays a tremendous role as the central nervous slash spiritual system of, of a human being. It's where Bechira takes place. It's where choice takes place. That's, that, that's, that's where a human being functions. And the, the you know, human biology and all of life have, at least the, whatever, the little science I know is that, is that everything kind of breaks down. Like even you have a human being and then you have the cells and the cellular structure and that everything works with like kind of like there's a central place for most things that most things have. There's a central area, there's some sort of, you know, a circulatory system, excretory system, like a lot of things function with those same realities going on inside of it. And, and it's because there is this general um, template of, of how Hashem made our universe and it plays out in a human being and it plays out in subsets of, of the human being and, and, of, and of the world and of the universe. So everything kind of has that working in it, and it, it shows us a sense of this Tzalem Elohim. The, the sense that there's a medrash that says that, um, there's a medrash that, it's, again, it's a hard to understand medrash. The medrash says that most kings make rules, and then they, you know, and then it's like, you know, it's for thee, not for me, right? It's like, here, here are the rules. You guys follow them. Hashem says he was Gozer, 613 mitzvahs, 
And right away, he kept, he was mekayim all of them. He, he fulfilled all of them. Now, I don't know what that means, that Hashem fulfills mitzvahs like that. Again, you know, understanding how that, that element of things is beyond us. But it means that, that, that there's something about oh, the way Hashem sets us up in our world that's an echo of a, a, a reality that's way, 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 way beyond us and something we can't fathom that is within Hashem. And, and therefore, our looking at that pattern and looking at that, that sense of understanding of how a human being works is a, it's a pathway into understanding how Hashem um, runs, runs this world. And the whole Taryag, the whole 613 that corresponds to the mitzvahs and the body, and that, that's, none of that is coincidental, and it's all about this physical slash spiritual reality that, that relates us up to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Okay, so now, let's, let's go get into Parak Bays a little bit. It says, Amnon, Lahavin Indian Amro, B'Tzalem Elohim Daika, V'lo Shem Acher. So the word Tzalem, so that some sort of imagery, some sort of like shadow, um, you know, uh, way of us connecting ourselves in some uh, off way to, to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, What's Elohim? What's that word of, of Elohim? Um, so, because in other words, it's not Salam Hashem. It's not Salam Shakai. It's not, there are lots of words that, repre- that, that, that are Hashem's name, but it's Elohim specifically that's chosen. Kishem Elohim Yadua Pirusho. The name of Elohim, we know what it means. Shehumora Shehu Yisbarach Shemo Bal HaKochos Kulam. It means that Hashem is the power. He has all power at his disposal. He is the one who works everything. That's what we paskin is the word, what the word Elohim means. Now, what does that mean? What does it mean that he is the, he is the owner of the forces? Owner, he is the, the, the one that has force. A human being is not like Hashem. Kiha Adam, a human being, Keshabona Binyan, Darach Marshal Ma'ats, when he built something, let's say out of wood. The person is not making wood. Rak Shalokech Aitzim Shekvar Nivru, you take a raw material, literally, umisadrum bevinyan, and then we work out how it could how we could use it. And then once that's done, and then the person goes and moves away, or the person, uh, you know, dies. But whatever he made, it's still there. But when it comes to Hashem, like when Hashem created the worlds, He made them what we call something from nothing. <coughs> with his infinite ability, with his infinite power. Every day and every moment, literally, the, the existence, reality, order, and sustainment of all of these things is completely contingent on Hashem in every moment wanting it to be that way. 
That is koach v'ashpa'os or chadash. V'ilu ha'yehu yusparach misalik mehem koach hashpa'osu afrega achas. If Hashem would release, even for a moment, karega ha'yukulam l'efes v'toha, everything would go back to nothingness. You know, I saw a, a beautiful um, a just way of understanding, like, what the, so, okay, so the, the, the words that he's saying is that, listen, we don't make anything. We just, like, fashion things. So we have a way of, like, you know, we can utilize everything that's around, and we're pretty good at that. Um, but Hashem, he actually wills it into being, and, and, and therefore, it's, without his will, it would stop being. So if, if Hashem wouldn't want that standard to be on that table right now, it would just disappear. It wouldn't be there anymore. Uh, it's, it, when, when we think of, uh, and, and it's again, it's very, these things are, are things that like, you know, we can say them and they sound good, but it, these are not realities that we, um, that's per se, we don't live them. We don't live them. We we live in a different. We live in our human universe and with our human reality. So these are a lot of a lot of times we feel like we're saying words, but not uh, fully getting them. But let, let's let's take an example. At Kriyas Yamsuf. So, the Jewish people got to the Yamsuf, and then the water split. So. If, if you just like look, to, you know, you're up in the chopper, you're looking down what happened, right? So the water's flowing in a certain direction, and then all of a sudden it's flowing, and now what? What happened? So what happened was, is that Hashem, Kaviyachu, put his hand there and said, okay, even though the nature of water is that it's going to keep on flowing, and nothing is going to be able to get in its way and stop it, that no, an invisible, some, uh, something happened that stopped it from being able to run its normal, natural course. And then, when the nace was over, that was removed, and everything went back to normal. What's normal? So we think of normal as this. This is, this is, this is all normal, right? So no, the Torah tells us that the beginning, at the beginning... Everything was tohu vavahu. It was like this, this chaotic emptiness. And again, I don't know what that means, but that's what it was. That means that the natural setting of everything is nothing. And anything that exists is the equivalent of Hashem doing Kriyas Yamsuf. Like when we look at Teva, we look at things as what's natural. We look at the natural world as what we are used to without recognizing that, no, 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 no. What's natural is that nothing should exist. And Hashem made a tremendous nace. What's the nace? That there's matter, that there's rules of, laws of nature, that there are people, that there's everything that we see and that, and that, and that life just moves like in, in a linear way, and time goes that All of these things are not natural. It's what Hashem decided to put into, into place. So imagine there was, um, imagine somebody, somebody's trying to get out of a room, and you're holding the door closed. So it, you can't expect that when you walk away that the door is going to remain closed because you once upon a time put your hand there. There's a force working against it, which is, so, so the, there, there's force pushing, 
you are stronger than the person in the room, so you're holding the door shut. So as long as you're there, then, then the, the door remains shut. As soon as you remove, so then the, the, the natural force that's there will uh, propel the door open. The, the world is, ain't od malvado, there's nothing other than Hashem. That means, literally, that nothing should exist. There, there's, I, am I Hashem? I'm not Hashem. So then why am I here? I thought there's nothing other than Hashem. So, conceptually, any form of existence is not something that's just stam, it just happens, it's just, yeah, whatever. There is no such thing as, yeah, whatever. Ever, it, 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 what do you mean? Isn't that like the, there's no baseline of existence. The baseline is that nothing exists. The baseline is that there should be, you know, either nothingness or chaos or something like that. The idea that there's order and that the idea that, that, that there's life and, and everything that we see, that is the nace. And that only, that, that's, that's Hashem holding the door and, and not allowing the chaos to take place or not allowing the nothingness to take place. So as soon as he takes his will away from it, as soon as he removes his hand, bam, it all goes back to nothing. So when we make things, that, that's, that's a false term. We don't make anything. We manipulate things. We can, you know, you f- figure out how to manipulate a piece of wood to turn it into a table or a bookcase or whatever it is that we want to do with it. That's just the manipulation of things. But HaKadosh Baruch Hu, his, he makes things. He, and, and if he wouldn't make it, it wouldn't be. So the, the, the constancy of Hashem's involvement and the need for him to be kaviyachal, engaged at all times in willing this thing to be, it needs to be there. And therefore, the last line, Hashem would remove his hashpa, his, his, his outpouring or, or his putting into existence of everything, even for one moment, everything would go back to nothingness and chaos. That's what it would be. So the understanding of, it's like the fundamental difference between us and him is that this whole thing is, is we're really like in, in this little, um, you know, fake world. It's, it's not real because the only thing that's real is what Hashem makes as being real. So when we're thinking in terms of our relationship with Hashem, the idea that we would, the idea that a person, and, and you know, when you think about this, it takes a person to the point of like, so how can I think of my life or any segment of my life or any part of my life or any moment of my life as being without God, as being without Hashem? If it was without Hashem, it wouldn't be. <laughs> it, it's like, it can't be. So for me to say like, okay, Hashem, I got it now. Like, okay, I, like, I'll, I'll see you later. Like, I want to I do something that you don't want me to do. Like, that, you can't do that because if, if you want him to check out, then, then you check out. Then, then you don't exist anymore. So the, the, the idea that Hashem is, is, is totally the reality and your reality, that, that, that's, that's the result of this this process of this reality. This is what the Anshe Knesset HaGadola established when they said, that Hashem, so he makes new 
with his goodness every day, tamid, constantly, my separatious, creation. Hainu tamid mamish. That means that in every moment, there is an entire my separatious taking place because every single element of my separatious needs to be willed into existence in order for it to be. So therefore, kol es verega, at every moment and every, and, and every hour, that's what needs to be. Vera'ayasam, now where did the Anshe Knesset HaGadola get that from? Mifureshes ka'amor, we say this, la'ose arim gadolim. Um, we, we say, it's funny, like, you know, we say, but, but you know, the chakras, like, we're in the middle of, you know, Sugudazimra, this is like, you know, where we try to put the, you know, try to kick it into, into, into next gear in order to make sure that we finish. But this is kili olam chasdo, like, Hashem's chesed is, la'ose arim gadolim. It doesn't say that he made the great lights. It's that he is making those great lights. Shlo Omar Asa, it's no past tense. Ela Ose, present, right now. This is what's happening. Yotzer Ar, right. Vizel Shenikra Hu Yisbarach Shemo Hu Elokim. This is, that is the name of Elokim. Bal HaKochos Kulam. The one who has all of the power, meaning, Shekol Koach Prati Hanimsa Bechol HaOlamos, every specific power that exists in any world, it all comes from him. It all gets traced back there. Who's really the, 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 the one who has that koach. That Hashem is the one who's giving the, the koach and the strength at every moment. And everything is, is, is in his hands in order to change them or to order them exactly as he wants. So the idea that Hashem is the one who creates everything in every moment, wills everything into being, that means that everything, its power only comes from him. There's, no, there's nothing that can be thought of or perceived as independent of him because that's it. <laughs> if he pulls the plug, that's it. The whole machine stops, doesn't just stop working, but stops. It's, it doesn't exist anymore. So everything's power is only because Hashem willed that power into that person, uh, uh, you know, uh, gravitational force, whatever it is, whichever kind of power you want to look at. But all of those powers are all directly being, Hashem is saying that like, yeah, gravity, you can have this amount of, uh, you know, pull on a person and, 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 and uh, you know, and uh, whatever other forces there are, right? Uh, you know, you can have this and, and Putin, you can have that. And, you know, whatever it is that, 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 that whatever powers that exist in the world, whatever those are, it's all just being delegated at every moment by Hashem. This is what Hashem wants it to be. So if Hashem wants this person to, to, to be up here and to have this much power, fine. And then as soon as he wants him down, whammo. It's, you know, it's, it's not there anymore. But it's never a person and it's never even a, 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 a force of nature that has any power. It's not a malach. It's not any of those things. It's all going to be HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And, uh, okay, so we'll pick up next week. We'll, we'll see. He's going to go into the details of, like, you know, where these powers, the different powers lie. But, but it all, again, it all funnels back into HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Yeah. Yeah.